Forgotten Flicks, episode 105. Ernie Saves Christmas Eve, 1988. Did you ever find your sack? Yes. I was taken again. By who? A little girl called Pamela Trenton. Shy. Always afraid to sit on Santa's knee. Always wondering if his beard were real. Smart, though. Quick-witted. I wonder what happened to that girl on the way. I wonder if there's any of that little girl left. Welcome, one and all, to Forgotten Flicks, the podcast where we remember the movies you grew up with. In the case of tonight's, I don't even know if I can get through this, Jason. This, I, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna skip past that. I, I'm joined tonight by the, by the, by the always cheerful, jolly, like a bowl full of jelly, Jason. No. <laughs> Merry Christmas! Yeah. Oh, and I'm Joel, this, by the way. I think I forgot that yeah, part. But who cares? Nobody yeah, cares. No, no nobody one really cares. does. No. No, nobody cares. Um, yes, it's the first of our Christmas specials. Yes. I'm really psyched about this. Yes, and I'm uh, so because... glad we picked tonight's movie because you see, <laughs> I don't know that any movie, any movie captures the spirit of Christmas. Uh, case in point, Jason, how often <laughs> have you been asked this question? Did you ever find your sack? Um. This week, or do you mean like overall? Oh, overall is ridiculous. You'll never come up with that number. So this week, <laughs> um, yeah. But I mean, this is awesome because this is our this is the holiday season. Um, we we typically do some kind of great Christmas movies, or at least a forgotten Christmas movie. Uh, we've done some great ones in the past. I think one of my favorites that we covered last year was uh, it was it or uh, year uh, uh, Die Hard? Forgotten. Uh, we we did Die Hard. We did Scrooged. And Gremlins at some point we did. Oh, did we do that uh, during yep, we Christmas? Gremlins. Was it during Christmas time that we did Gremlins? Uh, I think so. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. So those are totally uh, forgotten. But we've we've covered some really great ones. But strangely enough, yes, we've yet to cover this one. Strangely um, enough, we've never covered an Ernest P. Worrell movie. Now I think I think we've actually, or I say by saying we, I mean me, of course, um, <laughs> have used an Ernest movie as a pick. Uh, I believe you've done it on more than one occasion, thus exposing your amazing, <laughs> amazing cineast range, uh, range yeah. and yep. cinephile uh, bona fides. Yes. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, so this was one that uh, I think may have slipped a little tiny bit off of the radar from the pop culture uh, movie buff list. Slightly, so it falls within the question, our range. J- Jason, though, Jason, real quick, the question is why? Uh, well, we'll get to that in a minute. Um, I unappreciated uh, uh, writing. Um, it, a, genius, you know a, a genius who yeah. just was ahead of his time, you think? Uh, maybe, yeah. maybe. Cult flick. I'm just saying. Uh, so, so, but we picked this movie for a couple of reasons. One, Christmas. Uh, two, because it's we, uh, definitely we, kind we, of a forgotten wait, wait, film. Wait, Jay, we, and, we picked. Yes, we. We shut up. 
we. Oui. Are you French? And <laughs> no. Okay. Um, and and uh, as we'll get talking about a little bit later, uh, this actually has a special place in our hearts um, because during this time frame, uh, the, the late '80s, is when. Uh, Central Florida, Orlando in particular, was going to become and was billed as the Hollywood of the East. And this is the beginning of the film history of Orlando, Florida. Actually, if you want to get downright, well, of Orlando, yes, for sure. Yeah, Orlando. Get, no, I'm not get, talking Florida. No, no, no. Yeah, say, yeah, I mean, Orlando. Because actually, this was Florida's second opportunity to quote unquote be well, I guess the first time actually it was even pre-Hollywood because I don't know how familiar you are with the Jacksonville area and the fact that actually yep. that predates Hollywood and the industry was essentially run out of town <laughs> during that period of time or or, yeah. or just left due to the, the idiocy of uh, the, the way things were, were run. Uh, I believe it would have also been in, in Tallahassee at that point. And more, more to the point, what do you mean was? going to become <laughs> I, I we'll would argue with with, we'll ti- wait, wait, with titles like Ernest Says Christmas Wilder Napalm <laughs> Shockma <laughs> these are classics my friend hey wait for it I got a whole list here I so, bet you do <laughs> um, so can we can we get into the trailer uh, before we start going all yes. crazy on Hollywood East yes because we really do live in Hollywood East I mean don't don't hate guys no. don't hate come on but it's, it's you know, okay. we can't help it if we've got come you know, visit sometime yeah show you the, the homes of the stars yeah <laughs> yeah so <laughs> I will play the trailer but here's a catch caveat maybe the shortest trailer we've ever had it's more of a promo because did you watch the trailer by the way Jason I did not I did not oh we you didn't it. No, it essentially the trailer, at least the one they had on Amazon, was not a trailer. It was a scene, actually two scenes, back to back scenes from the movie that were sort of arbitrarily plucked and just called a trailer. So, yeah, so this is the the best I can come up with, which is Ernest pitching Vern on his new movie. So, oh, no, I have seen that one. Yes, this is the one we're going to listen to. So I I will I will play this for you now, my friend. (laughs) Prepare. (laughs) <laughs> hey Vern, you've got to see my new holiday movie It's called Ernest Saves Christmas It's a great movie, Vern And it's all about how I helped Santa out of this tough jam And I had to drive the sleigh with all the reindeer Let's see, there was Donner and Blitzen And Comet and uh, Shorty and Lance And Doc and Sneezy And and Vern, those reindeer made one heck of a mess uh-huh. Ernest Saves Christmas, rated PG now playing at a theater near you, check newspaper for showtime. Why was it PG? It was PG? Yeah. It was like the uh, most innocuous PG I've ever <laughs> seen in my life. It was, yeah. Uh, um, uh, General stupidity? Yeah, <laughs> reindeers? Oh, I, uh, I know why, dude. I know why. A couple things. One, one, this. Did you ever find your sack? Ah, uh, that could do it. Okay. That could do it. Um, um and implied and, pedophilia? Uh, wait, 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 wait. Are you talking about? What is that? Pray tell. Oh, we'll get there. I'm sure. Continue. We'll get there. We'll get there. I, I love that you and I watch this movie. Have not discussed it. We have not discussed this movie once yet. 
we are both on the same page with that. But continue, my friend. <laughs> so, um, yes. Okay. So, uh, do we have any, do we have any spoiler alerts ready? Because oh. I'm going to spoil the bug Jesus out of this as we start talking about I- it. I- indeed, we do. Hold, please. <laughs> the following segment of Forgotten Flicks will contain information so pertinent to the film that if you have not yet seen it, may ruin your viewing experience. So if you plan to see this film, please consider resuming the episode only after you've viewed the film, which you can find at your local video rental store. We now return you to Forgotten Flicks, already in progress. Thank you for that, JV. <laughs> you can Thank hear JV. You, JV. And, and by video rental store, he means uh, you can find it on uh, several sites to rent there are websites that have it. Amazon, I think, had it for rent and a, a few others. So this is not please, a difficult one to find. Please do not ruin the world that that spoiler alert creates for me, which is that the video <laughs> store is our only option. It's a video rental store. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Did that blockbuster finally close by you? No, or is it's, it they're still holding on strong. Apparently, it's, like a, it's like a one year long going out of business. Now. Yeah, well, it, <laughs> I think it is very telling that they can't sell off all their inventory <laughs> and at ridiculously low prices. So that's funny that you mentioned the video rental store because I actually remember seeing this movie uh, for the first time. We rented it on video. We actually got it at, uh, I think, our Blockbuster, which was around, the closest one to us uh-huh. around the corner. So um, would you like a synopsis, my friend? Oh, please. Now, I realize the complexity of the plot and the <sighs> machinations of the story will probably you'll be hard pressed to get through this one in anything under 30 seconds but okay, start your timer okay start your timer and take a while go. so the idea is santa claus uh has reached the end of his tenure because apparently santa claus can only be santa for a certain amount of time before his magic runs out and he has to pass the magic to a new person well he's gone through this exhaustive process whittled the list down from literally hundreds and people have slowly dropped off the list. And I'm quoting Santa here. We can only assume for various Naughty, I don't even naughty know reasons. What, naughty. Right? I really I heard that and I thought, I really want to know why people dropped off the list. Well, I want to more, uh, more to the point when he said it, didn't he didn't you almost get a certain dark, sinister <laughs> yes, tone? Yes. No. For for various reasons. And uh so he has found his man who apparently lives in Orlando, Florida, uh, who once had a children's television show which was canceled. He now works at a children's museum. So he flies via Eastern Airlines to Orlando, Florida yes. to find said new Santa and convince him to take his place. How Meanwhile, awesome how awesome would it have been if he had flown Virgin? <laughs> I'm just saying. I think it's actually more awesome that he flown Eastern, and I'll tell you why in a minute. Okay. Um, so he gets to Orlando and bumps into one Ernest P. Whirl, who is a taxi cab driver who is trying who picks him up and tries and takes him down to uh um, the city of orlando downtown to the children's museum to find this guy and in the process realizes santa is real uh they also pick up a stray young teenage girl who just sorry (laughs) (laughs) a young teenage cindy (laughs) lopper look-alike uh 
16-ish who happens to be who may or may not wear a bra as she runs. Maybe. Um, (laughs) And she becomes part of their crew. um, And uh, so hilarious. Wait, wait. Important part of the crew yet does not believe in Santa, though she does have no problem digging around his magic sack. Digging in his sack, reaching in for shiny balls. I mean, of light, of light. Yeah, yeah. That turn that turn into the lamest presents ever. (laughs) So, um, yeah, and uh, so uh, that's the basic story. And the timer, the ticking timer on this is that Santa has to pass off his powers to a new new person by seven o'clock that night, Christmas Eve, uh, or the magic of Santa is lost forever. Um, which makes lots of sense since, you know, he couldn't have flown down a day freaking earlier. Um, <laughs> it was not between like, well, it was, it was to... between Joe and some guy in like Siberia. So he had to wait to the last day because he didn't want to fly to one place that, yeah, I get it. <laughs> Am I the only person that finds the idea that <laughs> if it turned out Santa Claus with some washed up actor who got fired off for some kids public access show in Orlando, Florida, <laughs> Wouldn't wouldn't a part of you just die? Like if you found out that was Santa's backstory, that would sort of suck the pixie dust right out of the story. I'd have to say. (laughs) Well, what part Um, of it? Oh, you lived on OBT, did you, Santa? That's great. (laughs) So that's the story. Um, That's the story. So I want to add in uh, the the caveat of one of the reasons why we chose this, and I've mentioned it a ton of times, is that um, this movie was filmed almost entirely in Orlando. Mm -hmm. Um, it was set in Orlando and it was filmed in Orlando. I think they, I saw in the credits that some of it was filmed in Tennessee. Um, but the only parts of that I can think of are good parts, house shots, like at at some of the houses, like Ernest's house. Oh no. Cause uh, apparently was it Ernest's house that was on the back lot of MGM? No, that was Vern's house. Oh, Vern's house. Vern's house. Yeah. And I'll talk about that in a second, but I, I couldn't place i mean i recognize a lot of this but we picked this because in this time frame uh, you and i both from central florida this is when there was a huge push to try and attract movie studios to orlando universal studios orlando was was uh, announced and coming open and, and it just opened um disney mgm studios so mgm opened a, a studio here with a, a soundstage and and backlot was universal was universal open in 88 um it was it was or ninety because I know it was like I don't know if it opened by then, but it was already announced under construction, like, it was already yeah. happening, yeah, yeah. Um, because Universal and MGM were right around the same time as far as the news and everything. Because I remember the buzz around them. So this was a, a huge deal. And then after this movie, there were actually a bunch of other things that they tried to do in this area. Um, and I'm going to let the cat out of the bag. It sort of took a dump. Um, I'm not saying that everything that came out. Wait, wait, of I hope you have a list handy, my friend, to back up that comment. <laughs> so, um, yes, you mentioned some movies. I'm going to mention a couple of TV shows. Um, so, DSV, Sequest, awesome. Sequest. Yep, uh, with uh, Roy, um, Roy Scheider. Roy Scheider, right from Jaws. Um, that was one that was filmed here. And then one. And here's my connection. My dad was in an episode of thunder in paradise ah. which was hulk hogan yes and jack lemon's kid <laughs> uh chris lemon yes and they were these crime fighting good guys that drove around in like a jet boat and that was like there's like super- an airboat mixed with like a, like a cigarette boat. boat yeah yeah 
Um, and uh, <laughs> so that was another one that was filmed in, in Central Florida. How much cocaine do you think they had to do to get through that? <laughs> hey, I was at the rap party for season one, and uh, it was at Disney. I was working there at the time, and I met Hulk Hogan and Chris Lemon. And the one thing I took away from that, well, okay, sorry, two things I took away from that. One, Chris Lemon is a tall MFing dude. He's as big as Hulk. Really? Yes. And, and the two, second thing you took away from it Hulk was Hogan. Hulk, Hulk Hogan was not nearly as big as you thought he was. <laughs> no, no, he was he was super tall. He's like almost seven feet tall. Um, and uh, Hulk Hogan's wife was kind of a hottie. So was well, I didn't say is I said, was as as in much like Florida was going to become Hollywood yeah. East. Yes. So uh, the result of it, as as if uh, most of the other world, the rest of the world, if you don't know, uh, we were left with two theme parks that are pretty good, uh, but no more movies are made here. <laughs> pretty good, except for MGM Studios, which then became, was it now Hollywood Studios? It's Disney's Hollywood Studios, yeah. which has some cool stuff in it. Which, my prediction, uh, within the next five years will be ripped down to the to the foundation to make way for the Star Wars theme park. Yeah, Star Wars land. Yeah, um, yeah. But uh, but it's funny because I remember going to uh, the MGM Studios when it first opened as a theme park, mm-hmm. and they had Ernest uh, Saves Christmas stuff there, and the other one they had a bunch, a bunch of stuff was uh, Honey, I um, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. And Flight of the Navigator, I would think they would have had. And Flight of the Navigator, yeah, because yeah. they had the ship from there and um, other MGM property. They had other MGM property, like they had um, a Blade Runner car. Um, Oh, who framed Roger Rabbit was about that same time. So, but it was I, as a kid, I remember these, they weren't gigantic blockbusters. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, well, uh, know what I, mean? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I get it. I get it. <laughs> and then so. I love that your laugh afterwards sounded like uh, uh, Pee Wee Herman esque. <laughs> so, so I do want to add, I remember going through the MGM backlot tour as a kid yeah. and Finding, even as a child, finding it somewhat sad how unceremoniously items like the Flight of the Navigator oh, ship yeah. were just dumped. It, it, you almost get the sense like you were driving through a somewhat manicured junkyard. That was yes. my that's my memory. It's very loose. Like I, I'm I'm filling no. in gaps here, but I just remember getting the sense that oh, you know what it reminded me of? Okay, after the the housing bubble popped and everything. I'm assuming in your area and probably a lot of people's areas, you have these subdivisions that were never completed beyond the streets, maybe some street signs and, and maybe some street lights and some poles. Yeah, yeah. And, and, but but yeah. there's and it's almost creepy. Brass it's like all the houses, close. like there was a there was a, a a house rapture and all the houses just disappear. <laughs> yes. yes. Okay. And that's what it reminded me of. It's like the streets are there. You can drive a bit on the streets, but they're not very well manicured. You have these these wild weeds and 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 sawgrass and things just protruding out from under objects, willy nilly style. There's no rhyme or reason oh, to it. They just, had Return of Leave It to Beavers. Yes, um, the house. The it was a TV movie. It was a golden. TV. No, no, the 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 series. Oh, was it a series? I, I remember like a TV movie. There was a series. And they had like. The Golden Girls exterior house. Okay, I remember that vaguely. I remember the mainly the thing I remember is the flight of the Navigator ship, and it just again yeah. unceremoniously dumped in, in it, or, it is. like an empty house yeah. house lodge. And then the 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 other thing was I remember going past this little I wouldn't even call it a patch of wetland, and the guy coming over the little <laughs> the little intercom system. Uh, uh, to your right, you can uh, see the uh, set for uh, Swamp Thing, the TV show. <laughs> It was literally like a, 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 not even a retention pond. 
That's right. It was Swamp like reclaimed thing, water. Series, right? had, what's that? Yeah, Swamp Thing, the TV series. Oh. Like, like this reclaimed water had pooled up <laughs> in a three-foot ditch that some redneck's truck had spun out. Right. <laughs> and some, and some, some maybe real, maybe not oh. real scrub brush scattered around it. That, that was the set. It was. And you know, that's funny you mentioned that because I remember going through that set and at least the facades of the houses were made to look like lived in houses. Yes. I mean, you went to the backside and of course they're, they're gutted. There's nothing in them. They're just a facade, but the, like the vehicles and everything, especially like the flight of the navigator, they were all run down. Yeah, and, they were and, already faded from being out in the, yeah, the Florida sun for more than 48 them, hours. Yes. <laughs> yes. And seeing them was just like, Oh Yeah. So let's take something nice and shiny and beautiful and amazing in a movie and let's let's show you how shitty it really is. <laughs> yeah. <That's>, hey kids, <laughs> hey kids, did you cardboard. believe in movie magic? Not anymore, you don't. Screw you. <laughs> We're gonna ruin your memories. And <laughs> oh, speaking of which, so uh, as a father who you know, I'm sure has sat through your fair share of Christmassy movies. This is yep. the first movie we've done for Forgotten Flicks that I've sat through with my children. Oh, really? Yes, and I will say. Don't appreciate it, Ernest P. Royal, that I had to explain. So the complexity of why Santa would be looking for a replacement. In fact, at the end of this movie, I have children asking asking me, Daddy, why is that Santa going away? I like the old Santa. It's like, yes, son, I do too. You mean the one that actually looks like Santa? As opposed oh to, say, God. the guy who looks like someone who's pretty much on somebody's watch list due to, uh, I don't know, incidents like <laughs> that. <laughs> I mean, it, really, he was like the, no fist the guy, but it was the makeup. It, <laughs> it, well, it wasn't just the makeup. Um, <laughs> yeah, so the guy, so as I mentioned in the synopsis, uh, the guy's name was Joe. Joe Carruthers, and um, he was played by an actor named Oliver Clark, who he he had kind of one of those faces you would sort of recognize, but he looked at the kind of guy that would have been really great playing maybe a mobster and like, you know, I, I mean? was thinking like a doctor. Oh, yeah, like that would be the range. Like a lab coat. Yeah, he, had you know, a, and, he had a Vincent D'Onofrio quality to him. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, there's a, a, sim a similar look. And in this movie in particular, at times, a Vincent D'Onofrio in Men in Black. <laughs> yes. Edgar. No, and so he, he did a lot of TV. He, uh, uh, um, Oliver Clark, the guy who played uh, Joe, did a lot of TV. And I have nothing against him personally, but it's well, that's just That's good the since idea we don't know him. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know him, no. But I mean, uh, nothing against his acting. I just think he didn't look... Like he was going to take Santa's place. Yeah, he didn't look you know like I mean? Santa Claus. Yeah, it'd be like a picture no. of Vincent D'Onofrio in your head, everybody. Okay? Yeah. Uh, Pile from beard. Full Metal Jacket. Uh, what is it? Law and Order. Uh, what's the one he's on? Yep. Uh, what the heck is the one he's on? Law and Order. It's, Criminal Intent. That's the one. Criminal Intent. Okay, so he's Vic the guy, yeah, he's a really like super genius guy yeah. in that. Yeah, Men yeah. in Black. He was Edgar that turns in the cockroach thing. He was Thor in Adventures in Babysitting. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So, yeah, much so, like casting Vincent D'Onofrio as Thor, just right. as awkward to cast this guy who looks somewhat like Vincent yeah. D'Onofrio as Santa. Right. So, so they kind of played it like, oh, it's, and I understand the story. He's supposed to be this really loving guy who mm -hmm. perfectly clicks with kids. And, and at one point in the movie, other than 
saying that he was he had a kids TV show. Uh, they do show him on set because he's his agent is trying to get him to pursue a real career. I'm doing air quotes here. Real career um, by going on and taking the lead of this movie. Christmas Slay. Christmas Slay, which really I would have been happier if the movie had been about like a serial killer coming after children. Yeah, like Silent Night, yeah, about, like Silent Night, Deadly Night, or yes, no, and uh, so they kind of played like that's what it's going to be, and mm-hmm. then they show him on set like acting it out, which looks like a TV set, by the way. So, because oh, it was, yeah, it was. Uh, they show him acting it out, and through the door bursts a really cheap version of like a creature from the black lagoon draped yeah. with spanish moss this, this thing didn't even impress jason folks and if you listen to the show for any period of time you understand where his love for the cheese is so hey listen you're talking to a guy with shark tattooed over half his arm so there and he's not joking so therefore, i'm not joking so it was it was sad and then so they tried to play it off because they were supposed to have joe um shoot it with a pistol and he's like die you son of a i can't say those words those are bad words so i get that they were making him out to be this super nice guy it's just the casting wasn't quite right and he just didn't come across as he was going to be santa claus and then of course at the very end spoiler they make it just under the wire yeah and pass the power to joe and he appears like as soon as santa shakes his hand he like appears in Santa's garb with full beard and everything. <clears throat> did, did you Looks find it? even creepier? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what, that's the point I was talking about. Like when he when he has the fake beard on and just it looked weird. So because it wasn't well, even he white, weird was in it the beginning? Yeah, with his with his uh, uh, natural beard, and yeah. then when they put him in the Santa thing. Uh, let me tell you, Tim uh, Tim Allen looked better as Santa Claus. Oh wait, yeah, yeah. yeah. So so. <laughs> I'm trying to even think about where I want to start with that. <laughs> did, did, did you recognize anything? Did I recognize anything? I, the only time I thought I recognized something from a Florida connection was when they were driving down the interstate. I assumed that that was I-4. It had an I-4 uh, no, look. I think it might have actually been uh, um, East Col- like 50, like way out east of Orlando. I don't think it was I-4, okay. which is the big interstate. For those of you who are not familiar, the big interstate through all of Central Florida from coast to coast is Interstate 4. And if you're not familiar, it sucks. Yeah, it's terrible traffic and everything. It, it, that I thing has been under construction our entire lives. I have yeah. never driven on that thing at some point where you do not cross <laughs> construction ever. It's the perpetually built road. Yes. Um, uh, well, I recognized a lot. Um, I recognized Vern's house. Now, for those of you um, who know Ernest P. Worrell, the character, he started in television. And tell me if you remember this, Joel. He was uh, a Saturday morning cartoon staple. I do remember him from that, yeah. Remember? Mm-hmm. And so he kind of made his, his at least his initial um, uh, bang into television with that character. Mm-hmm. And he would talk to the camera. And the camera was the character of Vern. Mm-hmm. And Vern was just, I mean, never spoke. I mean, there was nothing other than where he would look and as the camera would look. Essentially, and, we, the audience, are Vern. Right. And so you're just, you're basically the straight man. And so uh, um, Ernest is kind of the goofball, you know what I mean? And I just remember him as uh, uh, from the early 80s when he did, Hey, Vern, it's Ernest. And, um, 
TV shows in the morning. And now he went on to do other things as well, like 50 other earners movies. But, <laughs> um, but this is the only one because this is the second earnest movie. The mm-hmm. first one is Ernest goes to camp. And yep. I've actually used that one before mm-hmm. as a pick. Um, but this is the first one that Vern has been in. Mm-hmm. So there's an entire well, sequence. The only one, right? I think. I, 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 is it? Yeah, I believe. Accor- again, caveat. Im- According to IMDb. It, it, I think it, yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen, and I'm, I'm going to brag for a second. I haven't seen every single Ernest movie. I'm going to brag. Is- this is the only only the second one I've seen. <laughs> um, I think I've seen five of them. How many were there? Um, well, there was, uh, the first one was Ernest Goes to Camp. Mm-hmm. Um, which I'll let it out now. I like that one better than this one. And I dare say, I actually liked that one. Um, Ernest saves Christmas. Um, Ernest goes to jail. Mm-hmm. Ernest scared stupid. Mm-hmm. Ernest rides again. Mm-hmm. Ernest goes to school. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ernest in Africa. Mm-hmm. Um, Ernest gets a yeast infection. Ernest in the Army. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was '98, and uh, that was his last Ernest movie. Yeah, so, so that's eight of them. That's eight. So I think I've seen four of those. I've seen Ernest goes to camp. Ernest goes to jail. Um, Ernest saves Christmas. Uh, Ernest scared stupid, and um, maybe I've seen three. I don't think no, I've seen that was, Ernest. No, that was four. That's four. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so I've seen a handful, but uh, he did a whole series based on that same ex- exact same character. That was who he was the whole time. Um, Interesting side note: I believe there are the same number of police academy movies. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, anyway, uh, so yeah, nice. I recognized a lot. I recognized a lot of places. The um, Children's Museum was the John Young Science Center back in the day. I think it's a Shakespeare Theater now. Um, and they built a new science center. I recognize mm-hmm. that a couple places, as you mentioned, when they go to Vern's house, mm-hmm. uh, that was a, uh, a house on the back lot tour, which I want to say that house was also, it was in something else, some other TV show that was like in Miami, a sitcom, a white haired old guy, golden girls. No, it wasn't golden girls, but it was similar. Remember? Oh, a, oh empty nest. Oh, empty nest. Yeah. That I was think- a- because Empty Nest was a spinoff. Was, his house. Oh, the uh, the uh, oh, was Richard Mulligan, the the guy from Soap. Remember the TV show Soap? Yes, yes, yes. That's right. Mm-hmm. White hair. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that uh, I could be. I'm just making this up now. Also played Rafferty that, in Heavenly Kid. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. Did we ever that's do right. Heavenly Kid? No, we've had it on our list forever. We, we, we really to have to. 2014 has to be the year of the Heavenly Kid. Yeah, we'll do that. Yeah. We'll do it. This year. So, um, so. <laughs> I want to talk about a couple of things in this movie that struck me. First of all, <laughs> struck you, huh? <laughs> struck me. This was a theatrical release. Hmm. Uh, this was a movie that was a, um, uh, marketed as a movie. <laughs> hey, that greatest promo <laughs> marketing for a movie it was, ever. It's it, a movie that's marketed as. A movie. Uh, um, and I'll be fair. The budget was six million bucks. Mm-hmm. It's grossed t- almost. It's grossed uh, uh, five times that at least. Mm-hmm. Um, 
this felt to me like a TV movie. Oh yeah, yeah. This and, was and not even, even a good TV movie. Quality. <laughs> What'd you say? And not even a good TV movie. No, no. Uh, filming quality. Uh, now, Ernest was the same character he always is. Mm-hmm. Um, so his acting was the same. It wasn't any poorer or greater. It was just the same. He's a pretty standard. Uh, brings it to the table, and he does actually a, a wide range of character caricatures. Because mm-hmm. um, of course, he was in Toy Story. He played Slinky Dog mm-hmm. voice mm-hmm. And stuff. And, um, the, and the Beverly Hillbillies movie. Yep, he was Jed in the Beverly Hillbillies movie, which was pretty much the same character as the Snake Wrangler. I I totally thought the same thing. I actually wrote in my notes, hmm, future Jed Clambit. <laughs> Jed Clambit, right. Um, but it just felt like it was, I mean, everything felt just kind of cheap. Um, mm-hmm. Even the the shots and stuff. like it was they, the, Yeah, the way it was shot was just very, very simple, pedestrian. You know, yeah. You know, start yeah, like off with master shot. Go, go into yeah. close-up. Oh, two-person mid-shot. Oh, Mash back to master and done. <laughs> right, right. It, it just seemed very, very simplistic. Yeah. And um, so I looked up the director and I thought, oh, okay. And nothing against him, but he pretty much just did. Um, Ernest movies. Uh, Ernest movies. <laughs> hey, dude, <laughs> so, you know what? It's, it's good work if you can find it. I guess. Home, and I don't know Homeboy's got like or... six movie credits. They're all Ernest movies, but by right. God, he owns that genre. He does. <laughs> it's his. It's all his. Um, and, and like I said, Ernest Goes to Camp. It was a fun movie and it was stupid and ridiculous, but it was funny um, because, you know, the kids pulled it off and the characters worked this. It just didn't quite click as much. Um, Yeah, as much. I love how generous you are. (laughs) I try. I'm trying. I'm trying. I did have a couple of questions I want to throw your way. Okay, please. Why in Hades does that. Girl. The one who joins their ranks. What was her name again? I, uh, Pamela. Uh, Melody. I mean, Harmony Star. Yes. Was what she R- remember said her that name. Na- remember that name. Cause yeah. Because it, it's going to be in lights. <laughs> sure, it's going to be in lights above <laughs> a, a porn theater. Club. Yeah, or a strip club. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, her real name apparently was Pamela. Right. Right. Yes. Right. So she ends up. She does a, a dine-in ditch situation and ends up in Ernest's cab along with Santa Claus. Yeah, that's how we introduced to her. She's yes. running out of a restaurant, yes. Yes. and she they build her up as the consummate liar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's basically like a little con con artist. Yeah. And I would say she was doing her best teenage uh, punky Brewster impression, perhaps. Yes, yes. So, why exactly does she stay with Ernest throughout the duration? Like. What? Yeah, she lives with him. No, but, but she doesn't start off that way. No, but that's what I mean. She like as at his house all the time. Like but, now I mean, she's getting why? why? <laughs> like, what was the motivation from the point where he gets fired from his job? She's just standing there. I, I, first thought I had was, why is she even there? Like, what is her reason for wanting to? Yeah, why help is she hanging guy? out with? Like, him? if he had saved her life, or if he had done something so. Amazing, or, or she or she knew he had some cash on him. She was going to pull a big con. She's going to pull a big con job. Uh, oh, hold on, hold on, wait. I had this queued up. <laughs> or if maybe at some point she said she has no place to live, and he said you can stay with me if you want, or yeah. something like that. It would have been just something a small to motivate her character. Yeah, yeah, because the the the. Basically, what, the way they set it up is Santa Claus has the inside gig because he knows everything. And he says, um, Pamela, Harmony here, um, which <laughs> as she, she announced herself as Harmony Star and they said, no, that's not a real name. I'm just thinking, that's your stripper name. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, 
She it turns out she hasn't. She ran away from home like over a month ago. But Santa's like, uh, I bet your your mom's probably pretty worried. If your fourteen or fifteen year old daughter ran yeah. away for a month, yeah. The police would be freaking looking for you. Now, that was the one thing I, I actually looked up her because I did feel a little old realizing it in real life. She's older than we are. When this really? Mo- yeah. Well, when the when this movie well, came that's out, because when this came out, she well, was, how old was she when this came out? Uh, ready? That's why I picked that song. Really? She yeah. was 17, which when this means came they out? shot it. Presumably she was around 16 years old. Ish right when they when which they I buy. I mean, it. She looked like a sixteen-year-old girl because she kind of had like the side ponytail yeah. and the clips, and yeah. she she. Although she tried to be tough, she she felt like sixteen. But in that case, the police would be out. I mean, the, if if your sixteen-year-old girl goes missing for a month, she's a missing person. Well, this is not just like a. We, we I'll even give them. Old. Yeah, I'll give them even the idea that maybe the mom is a negligent parent. Uh, and just doesn't care. I mean, that that happens, you know. So, but, I mean, Santa Santa even said that, oh, her parents were having some problems and they weren't paying enough attention to Pamela. Hey, Pamela, hold my sack. And that was, <laughs> did you find your sack? <laughs> yeah, I should have had that ready. <laughs> did you ever find your sack? <laughs> um, of course, and we need to quickly mention, and we'll get back to Pamela here. Um, uh, Mary or the lady that was working at the Children's mm-hmm. Museum played by the great Billy Bird, mm-hmm. um, who is a famous vaudeville actress. And then, um, She's a ton was a, of stuff. yeah, she was in 16 candles, home alone, um, uh, a bunch of stuff from the eighties. Perhaps the that, only actor to play in, uh, in two separate police Academy movies, different characters in both. Did she really? Yeah. One was like Mrs. Hard castle. And the other one's like Miss Levington or something. So two, <laughs> unless you got married between episodes, I don't know. That's uh, I'm going to say no. Yeah, I'm going to say no. Probably not. But, uh, anyway, so yeah, the the whole idea that she was hanging out with with uh, Ernest and just kind of on the street, and I don't know if you caught this, but at one point Santa even says where she's from. Mm-hmm. She's from Illinois. Well, that like, explains it. This is pre- so it's like, this is pre-internet everywhere, Jason. The 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 so not only did local she run law away. enforcement would not have known <laughs> where Illinois is. Yes, I guess. that's actually where I was um, going with that. Yeah, so she runs away. By the way, every six, time she runs, every time that she runs, seriously, I kept thinking, you guys couldn't have put a sports bra on the kid, really? Because <laughs> it's like they went out of their way. <laughs> it was, yes. And, and then, oh, but course, did you notice the number on Ernest's uh, tech cab, by the way? Oh, no. You you missed that? No, I'm no. not joking. You ready? Was it 13? Nope. What would be so wildly inappropriate as a number? <laughs> was it 69? <laughs> you betcha. <laughs> and, and under normal circumstances, I would say that wasn't an accident, that they knew full well <laughs> what they were doing. But based on... On this movie, I'd yeah, say it was I think it was just, just a quick yeah, yeah, I just don't think um, they even cared. Yeah, but so then at the end, of course, uh, um, Harmony, her character was just it, it. They played her up to be. I they were trying to make her just kind of a street urchin who uh, has this turnaround at the end. But literally, she like steals Santa's uh, a bag, the yeah, magic sack. Well, and, and, and I had a question. Away with it. I, I have a question is, though for you, Jason, about that. <laughs> And I wrote it, it, it almost verbatim. Why yep. does she not believe after handling Santa's sack? 
Oh, right. Yeah, because she has Santa's magic sack, puts her hand in it, and still thinks Santa Claus is BS until, what, she sees a big brother who's got to be like 12 bullying a little sister who's like 10. Yeah, making They're, fun of her because she believes. Yeah, and he doesn't. so stupid. You believe in Santa. And she's like, he's real. You don't know. This is his bag. And then, of course, the little girl does the perfect guilt trip. If it's Santa's bag, why do you have it? Well, and and more to the point, now we have to make sure we have the caveat. We say she's reaching into Santa's sack. Uh, We're we're not speaking euphemistically. She actually is reaching in. And whenever you open it, this, it turns into the brief, uh, the, uh, uh, briefcase yes from pulp fiction you know the, the light glowing up and you can't see inside and obviously something oh, magical I thought, was, I thought it was one of Jarrett's glass magic balls from no, labyrinth. labyrinth yeah yeah and, and so they, she reaches in she pulls out like this glowing orb and I, it it transforms into something right before her eyes now she does this multiple times and yet still fills the house no Fills her living room with shit because she's trying to steal something expensive. By the she's way, like, all, Come on. all stuff that had the equal value to any <laughs> gas station crane game machine or Dollar General, like the, like the, like the yeah, like the the quarter machines where you go in. You remember the like yes. the sticky hands that were like the they were made of like the the. <laughs> The, the sort of gel material and you could yes. swat them on something swing them and you yeah, yeah. you catch on something yeah. or or because the, the let, snot the, remember the snot slime stuff you could get oh no wait let's uh the first thing because Ernest is the first one to open the bag up and reach in mm-hmm. and the first thing it transforms into is literally a plastic lawn flamingo with a wreath around its neck yeah then it turns into a mounted bass on a wall yeah with Christmas uh uh bows on it it's almost like they went to someone's house and they're like all right we need shit that looks like it would come out of santa claus that, that, that earnest uh, that earnest would that, select um, well and, and, and to make matters worse i get that it was a bit i get that it was a gag like oh look at right. Ernest is pulling this stuff out and it's all horrible but based on the and i'm using this very loosely logic <laughs> of the stories and the screenplay and the universe that they created right. everything they pull out is essentially a present that was meant to go to some kid somewhere Yes. Right. That was how yeah. you took it. Okay. So that's how I took it. In yeah. theory, and that's what I thought. Some Wait, kid geez. asked for a flamingo with a wreath around its neck. Well, even worse, I thought when she was alone with it and in Ernest's house, and she starts trying to reach in, she's like, "Please be a stereo or something. I want a million dollars, all that." And she's pulling stuff out. She's like stuffing it under mm-hmm. the couch, and I'm like, "Oh, there's your kid's presents. They're not going to get." But then <laughs> and, again, based on the quality of the presents, eh, they're probably better off. Oh. Did you catch? What? At one point, what she pulls out oh. a My Little Monster. I saw the. I saw. Her, I saw her hide the My Little Monster. Yeah. Yes. So wait, 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 like, wait, hold on, wait, dude, wait, wait. You realize <laughs> she pulled a little monster out of Santa's sack. <laughs> <laughs> I love this movie. <laughs> oh God. Oh. So um, I think it's important <laughs> to point out a couple of things um, in this. It it. In the end, um, uh, the the finale scene yes. um, ties together two storylines that are really happening. You've got Ernest, Santa Claus, yes. and Harmony, uh-huh. or Pamela's story, um, where they're trying to get Joe to, to to take over Santa Claus. You've also kind of got this side story, which is um, uh, Chuck and Bobby, right? Mm-hmm. They are kind of the doofuses at the airport. Were, were they both in Ernest Goes to Camp? 
They were, okay. and they were they were also in his TV show. Okay, and they kind of play the uh, like third characters, mm. and the bits they did where his eyeballs go back and forth, yeah. and he does that kind of weird scream where he inhales. That's all from the TV show. Yeah. So they play these airport receivers who are holding things in customs or whatever. You know, the guys in the warehouse took a thing, and all the reindeer are there in crates, in crates that look about half the size of a dog. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, wooden crates, like classic wooden crates. And they get out and they're all walking around the ceiling. And that's the one part of the movie. I'm like, huh, that's pretty clever. <laughs> <laughs> and like animal control comes and they're like, uh, that's not our department. Yeah. That's like FAA or something. And they run out. So I'm like, that's funny. So of course the very, very end, Ernest has to take his Santa sleigh, which is in customs, the reindeer that are in customs and fly it across Orlando to meet up with uh, uh, Santa and Joe. <laughs> Doesn't it just seem low rent when you had to add the flies it across Orlando? Like, yes. <laughs> I mean, no offense, Orlando, we love you, but there's just something so. It's not like flies it across Paris, New York, New York City, <laughs> San Francisco. <Chicago>. No. <laughs> Or and not, and not just not like even modern day Orlando. No, no, it's downtown 1980s Orlando. Yeah, um, which <laughs> is like three skyscrapers, and it was one of those where every time they cut to the close up, you could tell that Ernest and the two elves uh, that came in right at the end, they were pretty much just looking into a orange tinted uh, uh, light that yeah, was shining light, on their face. Yeah, yeah you're <laughs> probably going, right. ah! Although I will tell you that whole sleigh scene, the effects. All right. things considered, didn't look that horrible. And they weren't horrible, but yeah. um, it lasted too long. <laughs> yeah, it was really, yeah. It, it was like the pod racing in Phantom Menace. It was, <laughs> it was. never ending. <laughs> it was pretty rough, yeah. So did you have uh, uh, something to add there for the uh, yeah, uh, yeah. slide? Yeah. Uh, I, I do, I do. I had a situation last night, actually. It was It was right after Thanksgiving, the week yeah. after Thanksgiving. Yes, yes, yes. And in in the small burg in which I live, every year they have something called the walkabout, the downtown walkabout. Ah. And it's a lovely little event, you know, sort of a nice, innocuous holiday. Is it, is it an homage to Crocodile Dundee? I'm not really sure what the hell that means, but okay, I'll, I'll go Because he goes walkabout? Oh, walk. I'm oh. there now, back with you. No, it has nothing to do with it whatsoever. I was trying to think, what in Crocodile Dundee had to do with Christmas? <laughs> Because he's going walkabout. That's the whole thing. Oh, anyway. Good point. Good point. Uh, there was a Please scene continue. where somebody brought up a huge knife. And, oh, right. Yeah, yes. So. Yeah. so, yes. No, and, you know, Santa or some facsimile thereof is, you know, sitting in a chair on the sidewalk <laughs> and the kids can go up to him and, and ask him for stuff. Yeah, stuff like that. A lot of the a lot of the downtown shops are open. Okay. Okay. Well, one of the things my wife has wanted to do every year is they always had this horse-drawn carriage. But it's it's a oh, big cool. it, yeah it's a big carriage it's a you like know, a wagon almost, yeah like right? a, more like a wagon that's probably a better way to yeah. put it yeah it's you know two benches you could probably yeah. they told us only nine people at a time but you probably could easily fit like fifteen people in this thing yeah yeah I've done that before at uh, I done like a hay ride type thing yeah, with yes that. Yeah. yes minus yeah. the hay it was just yeah. like that okay and, and so you know we waited in line for a good thirty to forty minutes but we did <laughs> it right when we got there because usually in the past we always had a kid in a stroller and you can't you know where are you gonna put the stroller yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah so we this year we're uh, we're gonna do it <clears throat> a quick <laughs> side note in case anybody doesn't know I have three young boys uh, seven almost six and just turned four so all five of us are standing there there's a, a Family for us, a woman and her uh, couple of young kids, uh, maybe like nine, 10, 11 ish, that range. And then there was, uh, we all, you know, we're the next ones to get on. We get on, 
and there's still some room. So the girl who's 15, 16 years old, who is, I'm guessing it's her grandfather who is driving the wagon. Okay. Uh, nice chap, okay. very friendly, has an, an odd, somewhat hard to place accent uh, because it seemed to flow. <laughs> Heather was convinced it, it had more of a Latin flavor. I uh, argued it was uh, Eastern European. So <laughs> it was sort of all a little, you know, you all know over I, the place. it's sort of like if Schwarzenegger was doing an impersonation of, I don't know, Enrique Iglesias or something. So <laughs> so this guy's and, and it was great because he had like this red felt looking jacket on it wasn't quite a santa jacket but it was very christmasy in its appearance but it was a little too tight for him and i'm pretty confident it had mustard stains on his back which i don't even want to know so very very nice very (laughs) friendly guy so anyway we get on the wagon we start around and it's you know good block around so you're gonna take us around well you gotta understand something about where i live there's a train track that goes right through the middle of the downtown area. Like smack dab, there's actually a train station. Everything from yeah. Amtrak to freight cars go through there. And they go through there relatively often, okay? A little side note uh, detail that's important. The two horses pulling us are Appaloosas. And if you are familiar with those horses, they're the yep. ones that look like big Dalmatians. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And they've got the blinders on them, and they've got a kid who's like 15, 16. He's pulling. He's got one. You know, he's walking. And then there's yeah, a woman, yep. an older woman, who I'm assuming is is this guy's wife sister or both i don't know so <laughs> so she's pulling the the her horse we're going around okay and we go across those railroad tracks okay and we go around this this bank building and we're coming around the other side and okay we're starting to approach the the tracks again from the other direction on the on the next mm-hmm. road over mm-hmm. from where we started that's when we hear the chime kick in and the arms come down and a horn in the distance as a real train is beginning to approach now at this point we're a good 10 yards away from the tracks so rather than i guess going yeah and you know barreling across the tracks our guy we'll call him arnie for lack of a better name <laughs> our driver stops goes, the wagon on and, the tracks no again we're about a good 10 yards away from them oh, okay from but, the, from the gate and everything yeah yeah but understanding there's a train coming and we're on a and wagon horses and horses. Yeah. Well, looking at the train. Yeah. Well, here's where it gets interesting. So he starts, he does this thing where he looks back and, and he starts to back them up a little bit and, yep. and they're backing up. Okay. But, but they get, you, you know, you just sense they're getting jittery. Like they're yeah, just kind they, of it's the way they step and yes, ears like you're stepping sideways and, and they're not, they're not really uh, cooperating. So they, but they back up, they back up another 10 or so yards. So we're now 20 to 30 yards away from the, the gate at that point. Well, the woman who had the two older kids is sitting next to me and she looks at the older woman who is holding the Appaloosa that is on my side and looks over at us and goes, huh, is it bad that one of the people who own the horses looks more terrified than I'm feeling? (laughs) And I look at this woman's face and I can only describe it as a combination of that look a mom gives her kids when they're misbehaving and it's to the level where she is ready to just flat ass kill them but she's trying to do it with her eyeballs mixed with abject terror wide-eyed i'm shitting my pants oh god we're going to die terror it's sort of like the face Ernest made when he was flying around in the sleigh. Very much like that face. So, but here's the key. She's staring into the horse's face with this face. Now, 
I oh don't know much God. about horses, but I've always heard that they're very sensitive creatures and very receptive to the human beings around them. Yeah. So I'm thinking that didn't help. No, probably not. So this is where it gets good. I begin to, in my head, formulate the plan of what the hell I'm going to do when these horses make a break for it and decide to fly towards those tracks and get in front of that train. And I'm Which holding two kids. Am I going to grab and jump out of this? No, no I, I had it strategically planned. I was going to grab all of my kids, chuck them over the side, bruises and broken bones be damned, and then do a flying NFL style tackle into my wife to knock her over the other, her side. the other side. Because I, I realize concussions we could come back from. That's a plan. Yeah. Train hitting wagon. We're not coming back from that. So, oh, no. All of a sudden, Appaloosa, my side, the one that's getting the seven-mile stare from from Granny's psychopath. Laser beam from Grandma's eyes. Bucks up into the air and collides with the horse next to him, making the whole wagon jar to the one side, like hard. Oh, my God. Are you serious? Now, at this point, understand, it's a freight train, so it's moving slow. It's, but still, it, it, it is it is now gone past us. So the cars are going past us. So they're going past us. But of course, the jack hole that the conductor guy or engineer, whatever the hell it is. So it's loud as hell. So that's what I'm thinking. A combination of her stare and that horn going off. Uh, homeboy Appaloosa uh, was having none of it. And, <laughs> and all I kept then at this point, I'm thinking he's just going to take off and just, we're going to go slam it right into the side of this train or, and then of course people started gathering around to pet the horse because we were stuck there because of the train. All of a sudden the driver, not joking, just turns around one move goes, get down. It was like the Schwarzenegger. (laughs) He said, wait, 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 yeah, wait. The guy driving the horse cart. All he does turns around, just goes, get down. He has a wherewithal and the time. Yes. Because clearly he's not doing anything with the horses to yes. turn around and tell you yes. to get down. Yeah, which, by the way, in hindsight, my wife asked me afterwards, she goes, you don't think he meant like lay down in the cart, do you? I said, yes. can you imagine how hilarious that would have been if these horses are bucking around and our goofy asses lay down flat in this cart? And that's what I thought he meant. Well, I don't give get a damn what like, he meant. The, the second his ass turned around and yelled at us. I turned around. The guy who had come in after us, he was already gone. Like, I don't know if he even waited that long because when I looked he over, he jumped out of the car. He was gone. I grabbed oh. the kid I was with and my other one of my other sons because I only had the two hands, grabbed them by the arms. I literally, I, I turned into Rick from The Walking Dead, not when he goes kind of nuts, but more like just that, that just determined, like, you're going to get this done. I yes. chucked, and we, you know how high those wagons tend to be. I, they didn't even get on the steps, dude. I chucked them <laughs> over the back. They look. They've got enough training now from just on monkey bars and just pretending to be Spider Man. They straight up landed like cats. It was beautiful. Oh Balloon. God. And then I kind of did this Dukes of Hazard move where I jump over the side, landed oh, yeah. down as my wife. Yeah, because my because well, my wife is like, scooching trying to get past. So then I grab her by the arm and my other son that she's holding, gank both of them off, and then the woman oh. runs past me. Her two sons look like they're about to poop their pants, and I just go like, go go go. And the whole time this thing is starting to move and the horses are going crazy, and then I. Start to bolt away and then i turn back and i realized my camera bag was still on there. so i bolt back and i just reach across you and jumped it. back no, wait, I, wait I didn't jump on i to be fair didn't jump on i like leaned over the end and grabbed it i was gonna i was like if the camera goes it goes so i grabbed it though and you can only imagine the next <laughs> 20 to 30 minutes of hysterics for my kids because you know i mean especially for my four-year-old oh my god yes but the best line my seven-year-old through tears and sobs says this never happened to me before <laughs> I said, son, and I don't know how to relay to a child 
that I also shit my pants. So please don't feel bad. <laughs> now, wait a second. You guys all got off the cart. What happened to the cart? I don't care. <laughs> I was off of it. Everybody was off of it. You ran the, away? You didn't check what happened to yeah, Arnold no, no. Iglesias? No, 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 no. Arnie Iglesias was fine. Yeah, He got them under control. The train went past. And they probably turned around and just like, I told them to get down. Where'd they go? <laughs> Why did they run the way? Yeah, you, you tell me to get the, the hell down and you got horses bucking 20 feet from a damn train. You ain't got to tell me oh twice, bro. I'm, I'm off. So... <laughs> I'm serious, man. I have, ne- it was, and this is going to sound a little messed up. It was almost fun. Like the adrenaline rush. Cause we lived. It was afterwards. You just, you laugh hysterically because that, or you cry. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah. everybody's fine. And oh my God, it was, I honestly, I have, oh I have not been that legitimately scared. Oh my God. So that's my Christmas cheer story. Needless to say, all my kids looked at me and said, daddy, please don't make us go back on the horse ride. Don't worry, sons. I'm not going back. You're not going back. <laughs> so suddenly they think Santa Claus is a lot more badass than he was before yeah, now. Really, because... Yeah, suddenly Santa's got a rep. Yeah, so needless to say, I could actually very much relate to bring it back to our movie. You can relate to Ernest P. Worrell. In Ernest P. Worrell I, driving the sleigh. Orlando. It was very akin to that. It's a dangerous place. It, it indeed, is a dangerous place. Indeed, it's a dangerous world, my friend. So on that <laughs> note, what is your, your, your rating for this movie? And uh, Nathan... I didn't review this time. A one is it sucks and you don't want it. You take it back to the video store. You threw it at the same day. day. uh, All the way up to a five, which is you actually pretended it was stolen or destroyed and were willing to pay the $85 fee to keep it. So anywhere in between three days would be like you kept it maybe even a day or so. uh, Yeah. Two would be you probably watched it, but took it out. Took it back that day. Yeah. Keep going. You can get past five minutes. Come on. No. It takes you at least five. I'm done. I'm done. (laughs) All right. Um, uh, oh, this is difficult because when I watched it as a kid, C and D disorder it is, it is so bad. It is so bad. I need a jingle. I got to come up with a jingle for that. You do. Because as a kid, I, this was just a movie. I remember thinking, Oh, it was so funny. I, I watched it now. I'm like, fuck. no, I would have taken it back. Same day. <laughs> um, maybe not that bad because I liked Ernest saves camp and his character. Mm-hmm. This would definitely be like, the next morning, I would wake up early just to make sure it got into the video return yeah. little spot. This, this is like you went to a party, got really, really drunk, and then woke up the next morning next to this right. movie. And you, and you were like, <laughs> you had you the experience. Thank God you don't remember much uh-huh. about it. <laughs> <laughs> that was awful. <laughs> <laughs> what, are you, what are you giving it? Uh, I'd give it a two. I would take it back the next day. Okay. I wouldn't take it back same day. It wasn't that, I mean, it was cheap. Like I said, it felt like a TV movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, uh, it, it was bad. It was really bad, but it yeah. wasn't so bad that I hated it. Yeah. It was just bad that it was just cheap and, uh, not cheap and tawdry, just cheap. <laughs> well, I guess it depends on your point of view, my friend. <laughs> anyway, so... <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I would say here, I have a sort of a gamut to run. If I was a kid yeah. again, I would have given it a, probably a pushing a three. Meaning, yeah, because it's got goofy kid stuff. Like, I would have watched it and taken it back like the day it was due kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. right, right. Whereas, as an adult, I would give it barely a solid one, except for this caveat. I'm going to end up giving it a two because of my kids. Because had they not been there, actually, although I do find it amusing that kids as young as mine 
they really didn't laugh very much. Like I thought they would, just no, him being a moron, I, that they would laugh, but they didn't really <laughs> laugh. It's like no, and and I I paid attention to that. I didn't really laugh that much well, either. And, and like, I didn't. I'll be quite frank. I didn't expect to, but I no, I, but, I, I think because no. I, I, I felt it was going to be like probably very childish and like meant for kids. Yeah. So I thought, okay, well, and we I watched some stuff with my kids, and they'll laugh their butts off. I mean, we watch like you know like Phineas and Ferb or you know even yeah. some old comedy shows. They'll laugh their butts off, especially anything slapsticky. But man, this movie. They were more upset that, that the fact that what? the guy who looked like Santa wasn't going to be Santa anymore. <laughs> Why is there two Santas? I don't That's understand. Right. I will say, interesting side note, is this like the first movie that gave a decent, logical explanation for how the Santa mythology would make some kind of sense? Because uh, uh, he is human. So the idea that they have to change out at a certain point, it's actually kind of in a weird way. I was like, Wow. They kind of, kind of explained it. Oh, and um, what was their uh, their idea for? Oh, 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 and oh no, and the other thing this movie I think did that no other movie's ever done. I like that when they asked, "Well, how could you possibly get you know presents to every kid in the world?" He just very calmly says, "Well, a lot of cultures in the world they don't have." Yeah, that was sand- actually kind of awesome. Yeah, yeah, I was like, "Holy crap!" That yeah. is a good explanation. Now, to be fair, you kind of set this up here. Uh, our next Christmas movie we're doing yes. is Santa Claus. Colon. The movie. Boy, don't forget the colon. Don't forget Santa Claus is colon. Colon. Yes. The movie yes. from 1985. Yes. That, that doesn't really explain the magic, but it explains that Santa was a person. Yes. I remember And became that. Yeah. this character that, you know, had eternal life. So this one, but I did, I, I agree with you. I kind of like the fact that he's like, well, not all cultures celebrate Santa Claus and Christmas. And, and it wasn't like he was making fun of them. Wouldn't it be great if he, looked, he turned to the camera and goes, and they'll all burn in hell for it. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it was just kind of matter of fact. It was like, yeah. well, not everybody yeah. has Santa Claus. Yeah, so I, I actually liked that. I was like, I was like, wow, did Ernest Saves Christmas actually give the best answer I've ever heard to that question? <laughs> yeah, it was. Holy, huh? this movie deserves a two, at least a two for that. And for the fact that. All right. My kids so saw two, we both agree on a two on an Ernest movie. Wow. So we have to do Ernest Goes to Camp just so I can see if I can get you above a two on an Ernest well, movie. Well, Ernest, Ernest Goes to Camp is the only one I'm sure I've seen because I remember going to the theater and seeing it. Yeah. So it's the I only one. I don't know. I don't think I had seen this one before. At least I didn't remember any of it. I saw Ernest Goes to Camp in the theater, and all I remember is Exeronius. Actually, the o- only thing I remembered is where I got this particular clip from because it's where they're lifting the toilet. Yeah, yeah, that's right. the only part I remember, literally. And I remember something yeah. to do with urinals and him plunging them at the beginning. Uh, Am I don't remember. I don't remember if that's right or not. Yeah. So, yes, that'll be fun. Well, that'll be a summer movie, obviously, although I think that'll our be, summer yeah. list is turning Damn. kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, my friend, would you like to share your movie pick with us? Yes, please. So, Jason, <laughs> I hope you have something that will astonish us. I do. You you are always, always astonished by the picks I have. I'm just going to say that now. I uh, I am indeed. <laughs> so, so there was one thing. I watched this movie. I didn't do any uh, research beforehand because I wanted to go into this with only the memory I had as a kid. Uh, and the things I remember talking to my family about when it came out, because uh, it was, like I said, it was an Orlando movie. Everybody was buzzing about it. But I went into it neutral, and I was watching, and I kept thinking, God, that guy that's playing Santa Claus sounds so familiar. 
but I couldn't place his face. And I was like, yeah, maybe it's just in older movies. Cause he was in, in this film, he was, God, he looked like he was in seventies or eighties. Yeah. He was, he was pushing it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, he was older as Santa in this, but I was like, where have I heard him from? It wasn't till close to the end. I placed him. Uh, the actor's name was Douglas seal. Yep. Who sadly passed away in '99, um, and he was born in 1913. From uh, he's from London, England. He was a British actor, and so I hit the voice before I knew who he was, and I, then I looked him up afterwards. He played the voice of the Sultan in Aladdin, oh. the Disney movie Aladdin. He was the short, stubby, white-bearded dad of Jasmine. He was oh. the Sultan. And his voice is so distinct. And then once I figured that out, every time I heard him speak in the Ernest movie, I couldn't help but look at him as the Sultan. Sultan Santa. It was kind of Santos, Mr. Santos. Yes, um, Mr. Santos, the Sultan Santa with the big red sack. (laughs) Yeah. Did you ever find your sack? (laughs) (laughs) I actually don't have it queued up right now because I have my pick. So, yeah. So anyway, my pick is uh, Aladdin from 92. Just he's in it. Um, I haven't seen that movie. Is, I remember really liking that movie. I haven't seen that probably since about then. It's been a while uh, for me. I've seen it a ton of times. Um, it's been a, at least a year or two since I've seen the original. There's a lot of sequels, but the original with Robin Williams, of course, is fantastic. Um, Jonathan Freeman plays Jafar, and and uh, of course, Douglas Seale plays uh, Sultan. But it's a good one. It's a great Disney flick. It goes back to that period of of the the huge peak of Disney movies when Little Mermaid had come out, and Beauty and the Beast, and uh, um, it, it was just a Lion King was around the same time. That was just the the big peak of Disney movies, yeah. and this was a great one. So resurgence. Yeah, it was. And it, so anyway, yeah, because that kind of has to make up for black cauldron and hey 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 sword and the are, sorcerer are, are, what? are you hating on fox and the hound and uh the aristocats uh, well i do like the song from aristocats yeah. everybody <laughs> wants to be a cat yeah that's about it okay um so, so anyway that's my pick i'm nice. going with the safe one but it is kind of cool because once i heard his voice and now you will too uh when you watch Ernest saves christmas which uh, of course you will do you will after listening watch to this it damn it yes douglas seal so. Excellent, my friend. Who's your pick? My pick. I I decided, and I'm gonna start. I'm gonna make this my personal mission. Just me personally. I'm no. gonna make sure that my picks from here on out are movies that I've either never heard of, never seen, or uh. quite frankly, if I did, I barely remember them. And like, I'm gonna try and find really forgotten ass movies. That's basically my goal here. So okay. And I and I and I decided that tonight as I was going through this list because there was nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, 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 and I would be remiss a, other, if, than, other than another earnest, movie, pretty much another earnest movie. And I would, <laughs> and I would be remiss if I didn't say that word. And if I didn't mention the fact that the guy who plays Ernest, uh, not Ernest, sorry, Joe, the guy who's going to become Santa, his agent is a guy named Robert Lesser. Yeah. Did you recognize him? He looked familiar. Like I saw, I, you know, he played kind of the smarmy yes. uh, Hollywood yes. um, agent kind of guy yes. trying to get his. Yeah, but he looked familiar, but I couldn't place him. Uh, let's see if you remember this. You want to know the secret to surviving air travel? After you get where you're going, take off your shoes and your socks. Then you walk around on the rug ah! barefoot and ah! make fists with your toes. Yes, that's Die Hard where he's on the airplane. Yep. Yeah, at the very beginning. And he's, yep. Yeah. And wow. Yep. <laughs> 
That's so, his fame. Well, yeah. So and and apparently he wrote an awesome. And if you go to his uh, IMDb page, you can go to the Hollywood Reporter story about it. He wrote a open letter to IMDb because they had him listed as being about four or five years older than he actually is. <laughs> and he wrote this very funny tongue in cheek about how all actors are narcissists and he, oh. he, he can't even imagine how many opportunities and parts he's lost because somebody has seen. <laughs> so actually, saw his IMDb yeah, page and yeah, thought he was yes. older. Because the, 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 the funny part was IMDb wouldn't change it for him. <gasps> it's like he, uh. he had to like go th- jump through all these hoops to prove he was. It was ridiculous. It was the whole thing. Was, oh, so, how funny. And they've had they've had issues with that with other uh, people as well. So I, I thought that was funny. I wanted to mention it. But so Die Hard was my my well, it's a Christmas movie. At least in my world, it is. And <laughs> obviously it's my go. I picked it like 18 times. So I was like, no, I'm not doing Die Hard. I decided instead to pick a a, a joint starring one Mr. Jim Varney. But as an interesting point to the fact that he was in this motion picture. Uh-huh. So was Tracy Lords. Ex-porn Whoa. star. Yeah. Whoa. Mm-hmm. I've met her, by the way. What? Yes. Like I went to a- like met her? <laughs> or <laughs> met her. Not with your Johnson. Uh <laughs> so I, I met her at a convention in Miami. She's very nice. Uh still very nice. <laughs> <laughs> So Tracy Lord and Jim Varney. Yes, in the same movie. That is rated PG. Ernest thir- goes to porn. <laughs> no, it was rated PG thirteen though. Whoa! It's called Fast Food, and it came out in nineteen eighty nine. So think about this. This is the heyday. This is the 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 nadir of his Ernest P. Worrellness because this is the year after Saves Christmas has come out. He's got like yeah, eighteen yeah. more in the pipeline to come out, and. He makes this movie. Now, he was not the lead in it, but he's on the cover. If you actually go to Fast Food and IMDb, he and Tracy Lords are on the cover. So it's called Fast Food from 1989. And here is the Imdaba synopses. What would happen if a sex drug ended up in the secret sauce of a new burger joint? (laughs) Now, A, how this movie is, uh, excuse me, PG-13 starring Tracy Lords and has that question in its synopsis. I will never know. I just wow. thought it was fascinating that it starred Jim Varney, and I have never even heard of it. Oh my god, I've got to find that movie. Oh, we now. know, yeah, I haven't I, heard I, of it either. I, and I, I thought to myself, yeah, this this has potential. We have to uh, we have to try to track this bad boy down. <laughs> wow. Yes. Yeah, I've never heard of it at all. Uh, but Tracy Lord and Jim Varney. Right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. And it also Michael J. Pollard, who uh, quick. Since you referenced Scrooge earlier, he is one oh, yeah. of the homeless guys, the one who gets frozen. And it dies. And yeah. Yeah. Okay, yep. spoiler alert. Uh, Blake Clark, <laughs> who has got that real gravelly voice. He's been in a bunch of Adam Sandler movies. He's got that real gravelly voice. You know that guy? Yeah. Uh, and of course, yeah. Uh, Pamela Springsteen, who is in Sleepaway Camp 2. And I don't think she, I don't, she may have been in 3. I'm not sure. Kevin McCarthy. Yeah, yeah. Kevin McCarthy. Oh, yeah, God, yeah. the guy that was in uh, Invasion of the Body yeah, Snatchers. Yeah, in inner space. Went, and, yeah. You're next! Yeah, he's in it, too. Yeah. So, I say that one's worth a looky-poo. Oh, I'm going to have to see that. And if I'm damaged by it, I'll blame you. Yeah, so. yeah. I wouldn't blame <laughs> you if you did. So, my friend, on wow. that ultra-disturbing note. Oh, this is awesome. Yeah, this is, I, I'm surprised we got this much out of freaking 
we, we, we I, did. We made I totally laugh. thought this was going to be a 30 minute episode. I was like, there's no Thank way. Thank God for your horse carriage story. Oh That's my God. That, that, that carried us at least 42 minutes right there. That was brilliant. I know, I know. So yeah. So our next film, yes. uh, just so you can, you can be prepared for it. Uh, another, what we wanted to pick two relatively forgotten Christmas films. And this one clearly was very, is very forgotten. Um, but also Santa Claus, the movie, colon, uh, <laughs> Huh? Colon, 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 the movie. Yes. 1985? Um, right, 1985 starring Dudley Moore. Yes. Um, who was Not uh, as Santa, played, though that would have been awesome. No, no, he played uh, one of the elves uh, in this, and I don't remember who the, the guy who played Santa was um, offhand, but I do remember John Lithgow is in it. He plays the bad guy, and uh, it, it, anyway, so we're going to cover it that wasn't the guy who played Grizzly Adams, was it? I'm literally just guessing. No, no, like no, no, no. Dan no, Haggerty or whatever was it? I don't know. I'm just guessing. No, <laughs> he looked, no, no, so I had no, a no. similar look. No, I would know that because I just saw Grizzly Adams. He was in um, Paul Bunyan. Yes. Axe Giant. Yes, yes. The legend of Paul Bunyan. Anyway, um, so we're covering that next. Uh, Santa Claus 1985, Dudley Moore and John Lithgow. So go out and check that out. We'll be covering it. It comes out, um, isn't it on Christmas Day? Yeah, that episode will be out on Christmas yeah. Day. Of course, so, at the moment, it is in, in the States anyway. It is streaming on Netflix. It is December now. It is a Christmas movie. We don't promise anything because <laughs> it seems like Netflix. Oh, yo, here's a movie that fits with the time period. Let's oh, just go yeah, ahead and remove it. As far as it on Netflix, yeah. It was um, last time I checked. It was last yeah. time I checked. Yeah, so you may have to go out and find it somewhere else. But um, go watch it. And for those of you getting a new iPod, which you don't know it yet, but Santa's bringing you one, <laughs> you can download our show and listen uh, on your new iPod or iPhone or iPod Touch and uh, listen to Santa Claus colon the movie. From the so Forgotten Flicks colon <laughs> podcast. Wait, no. Podcast. <laughs> yeah. Colon so, dumbasses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's in parentheses, actually. So, Jason, would you like to, I don't know, uh, distribute out some knowledge that involves how they can uh, harass us? Yes, I got one big bit of knowledge. We are on um, Twitter and we're on Facebook and, you know, all the stuff that you waste all your time on and, and while you're working and you should be working. Your boss is watching you. I know he is. Mm -hmm. But mainly. I'm not going to tell you please. where his hand is, by the way. <laughs> in his sack. Um, He's so pulling out a magic glowing ball. <laughs> so please go out to iTunes and uh, check us out there. If you like us, uh, give us a high rating or write up what you think about us. If you don't like us, go to Zune uh, and write up a <laughs> yes, review please there please do. about us. But yes, by all means, if you've uh, just started listening to us or if you've been listening for a while and haven't had a chance to go to iTunes and give us a rating, uh, do so. That helps us go up in the ranking and attract more listeners because uh, we want to torture as many people as possible. It's really, it's really our, our goal and a way to keep yeah. up the Christmas spirit. That's how we get more coal mm -hmm. in our stocking. So yep, that's the goal. Welcome. The goal is to you. get more coal. I'm going to have that made up as a shirt. The goal is to get more coal. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, they can find, of course, they can find all of our Twitter-y, Facebook-y, social media stuff on, on uh, ForgottenFlix.com. Yes, that's the name of yeah. the site. Yeah, it's all in. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So and there's, of course, uh, Peter, his great retro reviews, and we got deep fried cheese on there, courtesy of Jason, and once or twice a year, I put something on there. And yes, so that is all the good stuff. So any any final <laughs> words, my friend, before we segue <laughs> into the nether world? You know, I don't tell many people this, but Christmas is just about my favorite time. Ever since I was a little kid, I always felt like it was my own personal holiday. Did you ever find your sack? 
I don't know why I sounded like George W. Bush right there, but you know. <laughs> America. 